0: Yeah. hey soul hey, hey brother man. yes i do loud and clear my friend all right man. what do i call
1: you do i just call you soul
0: yeah soul's good all right man fantastic um, fen is is davillier dutch
1: um uh well actually it's uh south african oh of um, course
0: i did think well maybe as well
1: yeah it's just it just it's De Villiers, Yeah um it's it's just an old french huguenot name actually um my father's from sa so yeah um so yeah that's kind of where the name (laughs) originates from yeah yeah
0: i i I did think that initially but then i was like wait he has an english accent so how does that work so yeah
1: Yeah, it's not i i don't have like a um a really strong um sa twang yes yeah, yeah yeah it's slightly there though now that you think about it you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you if you were to concentrate on it, then yeah, people can yeah. kind of point it out. I mean, m- my dad has it, but I, yeah, I sound just yeah more sort of more sort of English, shall we say? You're, you're
0: from you're from Australia, right? Or yes, born in England though, so English, ah, 100 okay. percent English stock, but from Australia, raised in ah, Australia. okay. All right, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool, man. Well, how's it been going? How is the world of incredible sculpture and art that you put out? How is that all going at the moment?
1: Oh, well, it's, um, it's busy, man. I'm I'm working on my next series of uh, sculptures now. So it's, it's a busy time of the year. Um, I've got uh, another sort of exhibition coming up. So it's, it's just, this year is just going to be taken up with me uh, carving and casting work into bronze and stuff like that. So it's, It's full on. It's for the Bronze Age, (laughs) the new Bronze Age. Age. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Great. Indeed. Indeed. It feels a bit like that, though, doesn't it?
0: Um,
1: Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose you could say that. Yeah, I suppose you could say that.
0: Not that I experienced it uh, directly, but uh, it seems like, at least from where we were a few years ago, that there is this extra level of uh, almost piracy you know, that's, that's what some authors have written about. This like this new level of where before the boomers could essentially have the, you know, safer, but more, um, yeah, the safer, more traditional standard of living. Now it seems like our future's kind of hanging in the ba- balance that there lays some sort of extra level of um, mischief or, you know, <laughs> in, unre- unreliability of most Western cultures today. That lends itself to the man of adventure, the man of action.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. I think, uh, I, you know, I think in these, um, I mean, I, I always look at it like this: like in these um, sort of anti-dynamic uh, times, or these periods of extremely low energy, shall we say? Yeah. Um, if you're not, um, you know, pushing forward and trying to trying to sort of cut something, um, into, uh, you know, what stands before you, um, or mm. where you, or where you hope to be going, then, then you'll simply be kind of lost in the, uh, the swamp. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had a guy <laughs> you know. yesterday who he said, so like, how do I, how do I get what I want? And I was like, you know, my, he said, my life is kind of, I'm just not really doing much. It's not very successful. And I said, well, what do you want to do? Mm. And he didn't know. He hadn't actually sat down and thought, what is the kind of life that I want? What do I enjoy? What do I wanna be doing 20 years from now? And I think part of the issue that people, maybe the majority of people don't get into a situation like that where they have designed their own life is because they've never had the time or, or inclination to actually think about it. So they go from job to job thinking, you know, oh, this might be good, this might be fun. There's no, uh, guiding north star of how they actually want to create their life so you naturally you just end up kind of pushed around by the winds and so i told this oh, guy yeah. i was like look the, it doesn't matter what you do right now uh you know you're 19 you're, it'll it'll kind of all blend into experience for your life but you do need to think about what do i value how do i want to be spending my life and then once you have that image in your head you direct thought energy towards it and Whatever way you can kind of backtrace, how do I get there, and start working from there?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think that's great advice. I mean, especially to young guys today, um, you know, who are, as we as we discussed, completely and utterly lost. Um, you know, one of the ways, of course, I've been been trying to do this is, is simply, you know, you you can look back to a de- to a degree for example for myself in the arts world and you can look at heroes and artists that you have found inspiring and that make yeah. sense in yeah. your life today yeah. and you can you can learn from them and you can aspire to be you know <clears throat> stronger or better or <laughs> yes. you know yeah. let's say um, uh, you know try, try try to grab grab at that vital flame mm. and pull it forward and yes. you know and, and and march forward in this darkness that yeah. we um, that we're in, but uh, I mean, it, it, it's interesting because I, you know, I look at, um, you know, I came across your channel not that long ago. I'm relatively new to uh, Twitter,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: but I see, you know, what you're putting out there, and you put, your, you know, you're pushing out a uh, positive message to a lot of people who I think are finding themselves um, very much kind of trapped, lost, don't really know what the hell to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that must be really, really, really hard. Um, I mean, I'm fortunate, fortunate enough to have, you know, arts as my practice, yeah. and I think that's something that you find with a lot of guys. When I mean, certainly in your circles, where it's like you encourage them to get involved in in, in a discipline like uh, weightlifting, mm. or you know, just just you know, sculpting your body, or you know, sculpting your body, and, and therefore you know, having a healthier mind yeah. um, to traverse this,
0: <laughs> yeah. this
1: place we find ourselves in. Um, yeah. It's it's of key key importance now. Uh, now more than ever I would say
0: yeah I mean it's it's just what I've kind of I feel like is my current role uh, and service to the world to just let people know what I've learned myself in my experience and then there there are this is part of the thing with like my soul aesthetics page where I post pictures that kind of have this... You can't quite put your finger on it, but there's some artists or photographers or just the vibe of the picture itself that communicates this vital living, which it seems sure. to have just gone lost. Um, <laughs> yes. Like you said. <laughs> so. Uh, generally like literally like people are losing their vitality their quality of being alive they're getting weaker sicker closer to death like all the time lower energy less testosterone uh declining birth rates low sperm count like, all of that is you're losing life you're losing your yes. vitality yes so it's literally like something like you said you said flame uh which is a really good way to put it that can burn bright if you're feeding it fuel and you know yes championing it at the front of your values or it can die out because no one pays attention to it no one gives it oxygen that is you know it's
1: yeah absolutely so true and you know this is something that, that I, I suppose we kind of resonated on we kind of connected on because yeah i've always looked at um you know what's going on in society from from a visual culture standpoint and you know when you talk about the vital flame and that vital force it's it's been utterly occulted hidden from view within the main um, or major arts institutions, of which, you know, I'm obviously uh, somewhat aware of because I'm, I'm a sculptor who's working um, in our contemporary times. And it's interesting because if there is no inspiring vital force, let's say you look at an image, you look at a painting, you look at a sculpture that is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's expressing an archetype of strength, or yeah. vitality.
0: Yeah.
1: If these things are not within our cultural realm, and you know, art has the ability to uplift and inspire. But if these things, like we know, have been utterly occulted from current uh, society, then it's it, it's like it 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 only um, it only adds to the you know this 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 mist that we're all walking through. And mm. and yeah, I mean, it's 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 like. I've, I'm, I'm a sculptor who's who's watched this now, and I've come to the understanding that instead of getting into the whole political scheme of things and getting involved in left and right and all this kind yeah. of uh, you know petty petty kind of games that, that you can end up going into, I wanted to look at this this entire this this entire thing from an energetic and cultural standpoint.
0: Yes, I wanted
1: to look at it and say, um, you know, where are we? Where are we going? And I wanted to stand for kind of the polar opposite of what our culture is, is currently putting out. As you say, you know, it's, it's, it's there to actively weaken you. It's, yeah. it's there to, to drain your life force yeah. um, and what's going on. And, and this is something that I um, started to very much uh, come in contact with and became aware of um, as a young student in the arts, but then as someone who went on to carry on a career in the... In the sculptural um, sector, shall we say? Because it's, it's, um, you know, I think soul When you when you really look at it, art and true culture is there to uh, express life and to uplift. That's my belief. Yeah, it's it's there to provide and give power to the viewer and instill yes. power in the viewer. That's my opinion. It's yeah. it's to provide the viewer with a sense of inspiration. Inspiration is a very strong thing. Yes. It's a very, very primal and powerful energy that runs through you when you're in that state. Actually, that state of inspiration. Yeah. And so, if you look at the current arts and culture system, which is a very tightly controlled system, mm. all of the major institutions are running on a script. They will only allow a certain type of art to be displayed. Even really, it's it's yo, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the if you look at the contemporary art scene, it's obsessed with the politics of identity. Yep. It's it's very much looking at like, you know, if you go and see a contemporary uh, gallery, museum or theater, you will come in contact with art that is concerned with race, gender, sexuality, power, and privilege. Labels. Just, just these sort of like labels, yeah. And it's playing to this very cultural Marxian nonsense yeah um and and the art is very much rooted in the philosophy of deconstruction which is this 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 element of you know you you take an idea and you essentially you rape it of all it's worth you you pull it apart you disconnect it from context and you keep on going until there's literally nothing left yeah and this is this is directly connected with you know what some people know as a, sort of the cultural marxist view yeah and you begin to understand that there are certain expressions within the arts that are no longer allowed and that have actually been occulted and there's certain expressions that simply do not fit the script and narrative uh, that we've been prescribed. And I say prescribed because frankly, you know, that is actually how culture is today. You've been given a very narrow view. Yeah. And it's like there there is there's an acceptable element that you can work within as an artist today. Um that can only be sort of expressed and explored within that very uh, you know sort of tight constricted element of you know that I spoke about. And if you're not doing the art that's based around gender, gender norms, or gender differences, and it's, it's you know it's very kind of low vibration, kitchen sink sort of nonsense, then um, you simply you simply just won't be given the oxygen mm. or given the g- given the uh, ability. The funding, to, right? Well, there's, there's there's I mean there's elements of funding, but it's also it's like for example, you want to participate in a group exhibition, or you want to um, you know, have some of your work shown in a more public, um, space or scenario that's taxpayer funded, for example, and they simply will not allow, They simply will not allow certain types of expression. And interestingly enough, the, 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 the stuff that I, um, have very much started to focus on because I saw what wasn't allowed it, it was that vitalistic energy. It was that masculine yeah. energy. Yeah. It was that, it was that energy of, you know, showing. Unapologetic expressions, shall we say, yeah. and and being straight shooting, you know, it's it's it's. I think unapologetic is an important word because it's like, if you if it, if as an artist today you can't truly express where we are, what we stand for, and what's going on, then it's like. That's the that's the entire role of an artist is to is to honestly express the time in which we are in, but also try and give life. Yes. Within that time, you know, and it's. I'm curious, Sol, I mean, like, what was it that originally? I mean, you you came across my work on, on Twitter. We sort of connected. It was like actually quite a sort of a, uh, you know. Um, quick, quick sort of connection actually that we made. Yeah. Um, but what was it that you saw in it? Like, just as a viewer from the outside, what was it right, around right. you that sort of, you know? Yeah.
0: Did, so, for those that uh, don't know go just go to Fenn's uh, Twitter quickly and look at his statues and sculptures that he makes um so you can just a bit more context you can have the idea in mind uh but th- like you said there's this quintessential uh almost brutal but in a masculine yeah. and um aesthetic as well yeah. uh ideal yeah, expressed yeah. in that way that I was yeah. just like this guy gets it like this <laughs> you know like it really was like that it's like you see the statue and that's that's you know all credit to your skill of an artist to be able to actually make that into bronze uh, a bronze statue but it's just like this innate feeling mm. uh and seeing also you know digging a bit deeper you've got you know some incredible ones you know the the ode to the fireman and things like yeah, that yeah. these heroic figures that um it is the counterculture to support masculinity in that public way uh right now that's sure. just that's just a sure. fact so yeah. you know it, it's also like i'm obsessed with large statues like <laughs> in my in my you know ranch that i have one day i want like literal 40-foot marble statues of greek <laughs> gods or fucking whatever it is yeah, um, yeah, yeah the inspiration and just grandeur of having that in your environment is yeah. that's why they built monuments to the to the gods to so yeah. to show their appreciation for yeah you know these spirits and whatever they thought ruled the world at the time but there's something magical about them and yeah, that can be you know communicated in a small statue as well like like you have but there's something about just knowing that there are artists out there who there were a lot and have been a lot over the decades but i think like the majority the popular uh, at least in like you know western culture is mm. as you were saying very label focused very oriented very marxist oh, God, yeah. uh as, yeah. as as most of the universities are so seeing yeah. that uh was just cool and i know that you know having having the if, if when i rule city <laughs> uh <laughs> they're going to be mandated on on street corners so that the the populace have as you say have that dose of look at you know look what we stand for look at this monument that we've managed to organize and put together for our community and and doesn't it just represent like a a hero of ours you know people are immortalized in statues if they've done particular heroic things or they're they're an icon uh there's something very special and magical about a statue in the likeness of something which just communicates an idea without saying anything there's no words on a statue uh you know true
1: yeah yeah absolutely true yeah i mean uh, you, I, I think you yeah you put it really well actually Sol. i mean um that, that that's i suppose that's the thing that, that that always sort of enchanted me actually was that you could you know culture and art is something that really brings people together that that you know they feel deeply and it speaks to their spirit if, it, if it's honest culture i mean of course <laughs> you know coming across honest art and culture today is is is, is difficult yeah. but but when you like, you know, you, the way I try to try to explain it is, you when when you hear like some music that you really like, or when you hear, or, or, or when you sort of come in contact with, I don't know, a great theatre piece or some real honest strong art, yeah. it it really does make you feel energized and un, un, unstoppable, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's and it's a feeling that you don't. Might as well be magic, of, you know? Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah. I mean, and. And actually being within that state is well it's very, very dangerous in fact to to, to actually have that uh, to have that energy or to have a, a certain group of people um, you know energized by true and honest culture that speaks to their spirit. Hmm. Um, because of course, it, it, again, it goes back to that thing. It's that life giving energy. That if you feel force. that
0: way, then you're not going to accept slavery. You're going to be like, hold <laughs> up. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to leave my house. But and this this is where the connection with health and this kind of intersects is where because they have slowly weakened us through various different things that, you know, I've mentioned a million times in this podcast, um, mm-hmm. food quality. Plastics, sure. pollution, um, you know, EMF, you know, everything. The the pharmaceutical industry, the medical industry, all of that. Yeah, it's, each one is a little bit, but when they all add up, it's like you're going to have a weakened human on average oh, yeah. uh, in the society. Okay. And why is that? Because the weaker you are, the better they can take advantage of you. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the 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 statues are almost like this recharge that people can tap into to kind of get onto that track, which is the same thing as taking your health uh, to that next level and, and being aware of the modern kind of detriments to it. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is this is something, I mean, is, you, you know, again, you, you get it, soul. It's, you know, when you look at art, this is why I really encourage people to... Because, you know, a, a lot of what's going on in the culture, in, in the culture sector is people have this this feeling where they don't, they've kind, of, they've kind of turned their back on art and visual art, shall we say, or fine arts. And because they, they just see what's currently pushed today and they think to myself, well, so much of this doesn't speak to me. And they kind of disconnect. But I would encourage people out there to honestly go and find, I mean, this is, this is really quite a revolutionary thing to do in today's age, is to, is to go and find your culture's art and their true expressions. You don't have to look that far back. You can look back to early modernism a period that i look back at if you look back at the italian futurists if you look at the vorticists if you look at what was going on with the art deco sculptures oh i love not, art deco yeah i mean this is not something you have to even look that far back at to see yeah 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 there was real glory there there was yeah. there was real life giving expressions okay it wasn't it wasn't hyper traditional in the sense of you know Uh, perfectly uh, carved renaissance uh, sculpture or whatever, but it it, it doesn't necessarily matter because it's the metaphysical um, embodiment of of ideals that are truthful and beautiful and honest and have this, um, you know, have the ability to to actually kind of awaken you to who you are and what, what culture you're actually a part of, because that's also something you, you really notice along with you know the, the the food that's been you know totally degenerated and stuff like this is that they've they've really done their best to disconnect you from your culture and yeah where you come from and yeah. who you are yeah and what the greats of the past stood for and what the gods and the archetypes of the past stood yeah. for i mean this is something that i i constantly try to do in my own work i mean it's an early it's, an, it's in its infancy really but I always try to connect to archetypes because those, because I feel like art should talk to the, the universal and the eternal, the timeless. And it's, you know, I, I try, I mean, these, these masculine archetypes that I'm playing with, these are things that have always been there. And we didn't, you know, you, you can manifest them in an image of a sculpture of let's say, yeah. and you don't have to, I don't have to sit, sit there or stand there and try to explain to you what it stands
0: for. It it should yeah. art should should speak that language. It Doesn't need Has labels. That. Art doesn't need <laughs> labels. Like, like good art, you don't need to the, even the caption or the name of the painting. Absolutely. No. That's, absolutely. That's how I rate good art. Is like you see and you go, oh yeah. There's it's just hitting something. You know there's something. There's something yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: There. There's 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 an energetic response going on that yeah. you are tapping into. I mean, this is. I suppose this is something that that you also come in contact with as well I, I, in the in the more sort of uh, fitness world is if you're if you're healthy and you're you're looking after your body and you're eating the right things you are putting out a much higher uh, vibration energetically yeah and it's like honest art can do that too it sort of it it pushes out an honest yes. magnetism yeah that has, that has that that nourishing life-giving force yeah um
0: so yeah i mean it's I mean, it's like every or your all your environment at all times has an energetic signature and yes yes luxury things the more expensive things they have a higher vibrational energy whether that's due to the materials um who made it you know the the style of it the the quality and maybe love that's put into those things that are more expensive because there's less of them they carry a, a resonant frequency, which to the point where you go to a, a luxury hotel uh, in the in the lobby or the bar or whatever, and just kind of absorb the feeling of like, okay, so this is what, you know, thousands of dollars per night is uh, to, to stay. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's going to feel different than your motel. Like, why is that? Right. You know, yeah. there's a bed and it doesn't look the same, but there's a, a resonant energetic feeling that you can tap into and just. Yeah. Be aware that your environment may be doing that to you, uh, f- for better or worse. And Absolutely you can, true. when you spend more time in those higher-end luxury environments, like it rubs off on you to the point where you make more money. Uh, and it, that's that's common advice given to people is like, if, right. if you're struggling making money, go go and you know buy a drink at a bar of one of these places and just kind of really absorb it and, and think it in and and be become more. Um, comfortable with being in that kind of environment like this is normal for me and then because you're shifting those preconceived beliefs about uh money that you had and money that you're going to have and being in that environment it all kind of coalesces together into making more money through through one way or another Um, right
1: yeah i can see i can see the uh the approach there yeah
0: yeah when when you're sculpting is it and and maybe just go into the actual process like you it's not a big chunk of bronze that you're kind of chiseling out or maybe it is i don't know uh but (laughs) the the, the energetic process like do you feel there are certain bursts of inspiration where you're just channeling that energy into it or is it more you can see it kind of come through the clearer the image uh is yeah well it's a great yeah it's a really
1: great question because I mean um for bronze it's it's really a process of you you work in clay or wax and you will Mm. will build it's it's an additive process you'll build something up you sculpt something up and then when I'm working in stone, it's a process of taking away. So I'm, I'm purely just carving into the material, and you know, looking to find um, the shapes and the forms and the, yeah. the, the you know the image that I want to uh, convey. But of course, that image that I want to convey, or, or you know, what I'm actually uh, trying to express, comes through me as an as an energetic response. It's it's like you feel it in your belly. You're not yeah. spending the time. You know really thinking about oh it's going to be like this and it's going to be like yeah, that yeah yeah it's it's a process of channeling um well that creative force and and, and yeah. you don't feel it in your head you feel it in your belly i think that's Muse. something that yeah it's, it's an element of that but it's 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 something that i i always find quite difficult to actually put my absolute finger on and say it's it's, it's exactly this but yeah i can only speak of it in energetic terms it's like you you are in contact with that material, and you're channeling a certain energy, and yeah. it's you're following the process, yeah. and this picture that you're trying to put into the stone or the or the clay or whatever, it, it begins to make itself known to you, and you follow <laughs> that force, cool. you follow that energy, and it's very much a organic process. I, yeah. I don't, you know, I do drawings before I make a sculpture, or, or I'll make small maquettes or little figures, but it's never it's never exactly the same and i'd never want it to be absolutely yeah. the same as the drawing it's i think you you must allow you must be in a process of allowance it's it's what they call you know getting in and out of the zone you know yeah. if you're yeah. you can you can experience the zone as an athlete you can experience the zone as 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 someone who's um you know painting a picture or drawing or or sculpting uh, it's it's being in that process of hyper um, connectedness and, and, and concentration, actually, and it's it's only really in the zone that um, that creative uh, energy will flow through you. And I think other artists might relate to this, but it's quite an interesting thing: is, is that when you're in that state, it, you're sort of dreaming while being awake. And mm. and then you and then what you have is you have this process of when you sort of come out of it again, is you're sometimes surprised by what the hell you've actually. <laughs> or yeah. what's actually manifested, because you're like, God, what what took place here? What actually is yeah. this? What's what's coming forward? But it, it speaks to me intuitively, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing is, is I always find that, you know, you make it, as an artist, you make something and it comes from an intuitive response and then you show it, you put it on display, you bring it somewhere and other people then recognize something within that and they say, Oh, that speaks to me. I don't even know why, but yeah. it speaks to me. And again, it, it, again, it comes down to that. It's that energetic response that you, that you have. And, and some people don't, you know, some people feel it, other people don't feel it at all. And that's totally fine. You know, it's, it's not for them, you know, it, yeah.
0: it's, it's, that's, that's the yeah. of it. There do seem to be certain people who, well, you know, these, these ends up being the greatest artists uh, of our generation and they are idolized for a reason is because they have some uh level of the ability to channel into this thing that everyone resonantly feels that not many people have and you know they were chosen by whoever uh in this lifetime to live that kind of life and be that kind of person and i think it's 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 revered as like almost mysticism that's why like the greatest pop stars or you know artists they're desired by everyone it's like this yes they're rich and famous as well but there's even the the broke musician if they have that real spark of something divine inside them it's 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 so beautiful to kind of experience and and just even uh, have that feeling that connection with it Uh, and I think it is something that you can cultivate Um, I think a lot of people absolutely may like you're saying they, they intellectualize the creative process a lot and that's yeah. maybe a result of our cultural kind of grind yeah. production uh, yeah, absolutely. dominant culture so true. Uh, So you think how do, I, how do i how can i monetize this how how many hours a day do i need to be practicing this before yeah. i then am able to do this thing and that's true to a point like you have to learn how to sculpt you have to learn um, sure. how to how to paint and and do the thing and the skills within that but there's another side of the creative process where because you are showing up every day and trying to get into the zone the zone becomes more accessible to you yeah yeah no you put
1: it wonderfully sol actually yeah um it you know it's it, it's something that i've often said because since i came online there's been a number of actually um young artists painters sculptors who have reached out to me and they say ah oh, you know it's really great that you're trying in your own way to try and forge another way or show another way, you know? Yeah. And, and I yeah. am simply in my own small way, beginning to try to forge another way. It's early days, but it's great to see that it inspires or has started to inspire other artists. Yeah. And they ask, you know, could you give me advice? What should I do? What can I, you know, how? They, they sort of say, how can I do this? I've got my day job, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it's true. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's, you know, there's that, of course. But it's something that you've touched on there, is it's like we spend a lot of time trying to over-intellectualize the process of going in on being an artist or being someone who actually wants to go ahead and create. Yeah, And, you know, you, you've got these barriers where it's like, oh, but how am I going to do this? How am I going to monetize it? I? And I find this, it starts to get into like a really difficult and profane area. Um, of course, you need to, to a degree, Uh, monetize your art. Of course, otherwise, you you simply can't do it. But those who spend more time getting into the process and genuinely making, genuinely creating, and pushing forward with that inner voice that is telling them to make the art, I think that's a much better place, a much better uh, thing to follow, rather than coming at it from this, this other theoretical standpoint of, Oh, but how am I going to do this? And how is that going to make? And how's that going to happen? And yeah, yeah. It, it's like it goes back to this esoteric thing of, I believe that if you look after the work, everything else looks after itself. In the yep. sense that, if you follow that energy, yeah, of creation, then you are going to be. And this sounds very esoteric to a lot of people, but you're going. Well, God to be provides.
0: God provides, and it's, there's. It's,
1: yeah, there's. You know, that's what it is. It's you know, it's it, you can look at it like that, but it's it's like. You're, when you're following the creative process, you're following a truth, you're following an honesty. Um, that, 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 of course, is if you're not getting tangled up in the uh, the mental gymnastics and games of the current postmodern world in which we reside. But if you are genuinely following something inside of you, which is, you know, this voice, this, 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 this fire, then I believe nature finds a way. That's, that's what
0: I do. <laughs> yes um what was i gonna say yeah there's almost like this threshold where you have to put in x amount of hours to learn the basics to the point where you could comfortably learn to put your own bit of pizzazz into it whatever that is so like you know the basics uh you're not gonna fumble uh whatever it is that's important Yeah. yeah yeah so so there is that and then it's almost like that is the pre- prerequisite of earning your stripes to then be able to deliver the artistic flair. The Absolutely. the snowboarder that's never snowboarded isn't gonna try and be like, well, I can see if I'll do this new turn or whatever. <laughs> it's like, no, learn how to just go in an S down the down the slope first, uh, you know, before you even yeah. try and do a backflip or whatever. <laughs> but yep. once you've been down the slope a thousand times, you know go to go a jump and, and experiment with it. And wherever that may make you land, maybe you crash, but maybe you pull off this great trick that no one's seen before. And then that enables you to kind of develop that creative process, uh, that creative skill. Because the creative skill of tapping into the zone and the spirit is a skill in and, of, in and of itself. And you can do it through writing, you can do it through sculpting, you can do it through anything, but it's this underlying creative energy that I think all humans have access to in their own way.
1: Yeah. No. I. I, I absolutely um, believe that too. And it, it. It is. You know. Of course. You know. Don't. Don't get me wrong. You do need to learn um, the ground basis of mm. whatever skill or practice you're going into. Um, and I'm. And I'm still very much in that process now. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still a young sculptor, and I always will be. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, you, you. You should continuously be learning. Yeah. And. All the manifestations of the work that I'm making now are, you know, it's, it, you, you essentially as a sculptor, you you put out a, a piece of work that was an entire process. It was an entire process. It was like, you know, a writer puts out a book, a sculptor puts out a piece of sculpture, It it, it contains the entire journey of the artist in there. And you are making the work, the, the, you know, you're making the best work that you can make with the ability that you have in this time now. Yeah. And of course, you should always aspire to continue evolving and continue growing. You know, you I think as an artist, you you never want to just become this one trick pony and you say, Oh, I I just kind of make this one thing. It's like, no, you should hope to continue to grow and evolve, and your work can can you know harbour yeah. further strength and further life and it gets it gets it matures.
0: Yeah. And it's- so
1: it's something that I, you know, it's something that I actually have, have, have thought deeply on. It's something that I've, I've spoken to a number of people about. Is, you know, I, I inspire a lot in early modernism, and it has a very, it has a very brutal um, and, uh, you know, primal aesthetic, which I love because it, it it expresses direct energy. But then you have people who are like, well, I'd like to see it more refined. And I think that's you know I think that's a really really great thing to uh, to think about because that's also where I'm very interested in going as well is is continuously growing. I'd never want to become completely just trapped in one in one style yeah, and yeah. just say oh this is me now and this will be me for the next yeah. 50 50 years or something. Yeah. It's like I'm actually now in my next series of work I'm starting to look into Art Deco and I'm start starting to take more of that inspiration and bring yes, it together. I'm excited. With, to <laughs> so bring that together with with some of the some of the more um, you know energetic, um, futurist inspired works, and and so it's I'm kind of in that process now, which I'd like other artists to get involved in actually, um, is to ask these aesthetic questions of today, and to say what is a style that resonates with who we are today, and actually not only who we are today but where we are going, because. It's I think that's an important thing is that if you look back in the past, there were different art movements, there were different styles, there were different things going on. It was very, very, very exciting. If you if you look at the visual arts of the past and the different movements that were involved. And I think it would be great for that to come back again today, where you could have artists that have different inspirations, some artists that are far more traditional, some artists that are far more classical, some artists that are, you know, uh, really in the forefront and avant-garde and trying to push push aesthetics um, into new realms that's what a healthy culture should be it should yeah. be um, brimming with all kinds of different possibilities yeah but of course it you know we're currently shackled and chained to this zombie culture that we
0: yeah <laughs> that we're in so that's not allowed <laughs> it's it's uh it's said that you know architecture is an expression of the health of the society uh at that time fascinating yeah um art is the same um whatever art a society produces is dependent on the sentiments on average of the people so when there's a vital future to be proud of and to aspire to the art is going to have those values and like man our country's on the map we're you know we're expanding this industry everyone's trying to help each other and you know we're in it together and let's do it for tomorrow for our kids like that will yes. inspire some really you know as we've seen in the past some great inspirations uh and yeah. statues yep. and art but then yep. because you have today everything's labeled it's all doom and gloom everyone's cortisol is yes. fucked from looking at social media <laughs> and, and the news <laughs> then okay what is that unhealthy society going to produce unhealthy statues and monuments of like you know sexually depraved things in the middle of you know public squares or uh these these brutalist buildings which just you know they inspire like this Really depressing vibe. Instead, like if a yeah, building is yeah. going to exist in a public space, you should one take the tradition uh, of the of the country in order. Like, okay, what what did our buildings used to look like? Let's try and at least incorporate some elements of that. Keep it classical, uh, unique and unique. But what we seem to uh, see now is these brutalist skyscrapers because they're cheaper car parks uh even like libraries that have been commissioned by architectural departments of marxist universities these disgusting um eyesores basically and 100 million dollars have been spent (laughs) on it so it's 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 like that i think is just a symptom of where the culture is today and things that Countries and governments that are building beautiful things because they recognise the value in it and the value in aesthetics for the people—they're uh, yes. the ones that are going to be better off in fifty years.
1: You really touch on brilliant points there. It's—it's it's so true. I—I've often, you know, meditated on the idea of, you know, the health of a society is really reflected within its visual arts or within its arts in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's—it it's, it provides a great um, thermometer to actually see where things are mm. and it's you know that the way i look at it now is it, what i what i think is really important is that there is enough of us now there's enough people across the internet and people you know the different connections that we're making even with even physically um, that i'm starting to come to the point where i think do you try to actively change the culture that you are in for the better in these dark times, and I'm interested in your opinion on this, or do you start to look to form a breakaway culture um, that is, you know, because I look at it this, unless something radically changes within society, which frankly I don't hold much hope for, then we'll need to form a breakaway culture that will, you know, essentially get off this sinking ship and we'll need to build our own institutions that are open to showing another way and that yes. resonates with us, shall we say. Yeah. And because essentially the mass are bewitched by the narrative of today. They yeah. follow it blindly. Literally and, bewitched. And yeah, and they are misled, sadly. And, and And unless they can be energized and awakened, then you're fighting an uphill battle that I think is better sidestepped by yes,
0: yeah, well yeah. so this is what I think about it. You can't fix a failing system. You can only build a better one and hope that the performance of that inspires others to join your society and not just sure. crumbling one. Uh that's the only <laughs> option. Because yeah. Yeah. rather than try to band-aid, fix all these things, all these institutional rules which carry their own energy and thousands of people around the globe have kind of subscribed to those particular yes. rules. So imagine trying to break those biases in hundreds of thousands of people. It's, it's impossible. So it's, yeah. what you have to do is create a better, more high performing version where the health of the people is more primary and, and apparent and success and like there's something to strive for. And yes. then people that are aligned with the vision one are going to come. So your high percentage of those people are kind of on board and more motivated to it. But yeah, the, yeah like you said, it's it's the breakaway kind of path where that's our only real option. Uh, if we want to live truly vital lives.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's something that I start to think more and more about. Um, it's
0: and that's as simple as growing your own food, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's not everyone pack up and leave it's it's there's this other system of uh growing your own food so you don't have to subscribe to the food narrative and what they allow in the supermarkets it's uh taking care of your health it's it's there's this other almost cultural civilization which we know produces that anyone can participate in as we're kind of connecting these uh connections online uh with people that are values oriented um around the same things so you have this cultural community forming on the internet which i think can be somehow mechanized or weaponized uh, (laughs) with with crypto technologies not weaponized literally but just like actually juice to this thing uh through technology i think that's gonna be the future uh in terms of having this uh online structurally sound community which inevitably has to become physical in real life obviously that that's the end goal uh but i think it's very interesting how like-minded people despite all censorship and everything it's very easy to find content that aligns with you you know you browse a bit in instagram uh and the content algorithm will be okay he likes this i'm gonna you know suggest this person so you can actually use those tools to align yourselves in contact with people that are like-minded. And I think more and more people are kind of waking up to that each day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is this is something that I've been noticing. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a boomer when it comes to um, the whole Twitter, is- Twitter sphere. I'm 32, but right. I, I, I never jumped onto this whole Twitter thing until yeah. relatively recently. I mean, I made a yeah. Twitter account a little while ago, but I never really got into it as much as I have done recently. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not fully versed at all in, um, you know, for example, BAP and all this kind of stuff. I haven't read the book. I haven't gotten into all that kind of stuff. I still need to, I still need to sort of check this stuff out. Um, but it's it's interesting because I think that's one of the great gifts of the internet at least is that we can indeed form, um, you know, these uh, these digital meeting places, let's say. And it's, as you say, Eventually though, it's going to have to become physical. It's going to have to become and, and manifest itself in the physical world. Yeah. And that's actually now where I start to become excited because I think there, it's undeniable now. There are, there are literally thousands of us, millions of us who are starting to awaken and yeah. figure things out. Yeah. And that's a very, very, very exciting place to be especially for, well, I mean, for culture, for health, for all kinds of things, because Mm. it doesn't take huge amounts of people, going back to the mass narrative, it doesn't take huge amounts of people or percentages of populations to cause an entire shift in um, the thinking of a society. It, you know, some some say it's anywhere between three to five to 10% even,
0: Yeah, 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 role of the minority.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you have a group of of an energized group um, of individuals or people who are connecting, who were individuals who are now, you know, more of a kind of, you know, cohesive group um, that can inspire. And I come back to that word again, because it's, you ultimately need to inspire and show another way. Yeah. And that's, that's what, I think you're you're doing and other people in this in this sphere are doing I'm trying to do it myself now in my own yeah. uh, small way shall we say
0: um it's not small don't diminish what you're doing you know
1: but it's from it's from that that real uh change can can uh, yeah. can take place yeah and
0: it's, it's Inspiration is, okay, look, what, what what is it really? You are performing or doing something in a way that when other people listen to you or see what you're doing, they are copying and doing that thing. That's inspiration. You inspire in me to go do this, because you do it, sure. you know? Yeah. That is, at a direct level, influencing behavior of others. If you can influence, uh, sorry, inspire, um, Millions of people into doing something that's good for their health, good for the health of society. Then society has no choice but to get better. That's what it is yeah. at a mechanistic level. So if you want to change yeah. the world, yeah, f- focus on inspiration. Focus on yourself uh, doing the things which do inspire others, which will thus inspire yourself and inspire yeah. everyone. It's this beautiful network uh, butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. To that's how you change the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, Sol, like. When you look at the current system that we're under, the current current thing that we reside in here, Hmm. I I do. I mean, the cracks are showing, right? I mean, you do see that the it it like the system begins to eat itself, yeah. And it really does start to become this sinking ship,
0: yeah. And and piracy begins, (laughs) once there's no stability of the institutions kind of underpinning everything then a lot of things change very quickly.
1: Yeah, it can be a rapid shift. And I think that's because there's so many, there's so many, as you guys would say, call, you, you would call it black pills. There's so many black pills going on in, in, in a, lot of, um, a lot of these different spheres. And I think the, 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 the sort of the white pill that, I, the, that I'm certainly uh, taking is that I just, I think we're actually starting to see a, this is falling apart. It's it's not going to be able to 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 yeah. continue marching forward for too much longer with the way things are going. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 not going to be able to continue the just the entire propagandistic machine that is required yeah. to, to to have this to have this this entire uh, mirage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lies
0: standing. lies can never stand in the face of the truth. That's a quintessential. Yeah fact of life and anything that's built on lies will eventually crumble and fall uh and the truth is always there the truth is the truth and what we what's key about communist ideology is based upon lies it's based upon you know shaming and you can't discuss certain ideas that can never sustain itself so the black pill is actually a white pill you know like Yeah, exactly. We, we can all agree that, okay, this society probably isn't operating well. Um, people are unhappy, people are committing suicide. You know, no one's healthy. Uh, we're not innovating like we used to. Like something's wrong. Birth rates are declining. It's bad. Absolutely. So if you want that to continue, like if you want things to not break down, then you'll just have that system continue and it's not working. So this has yeah. to fall away. The lies yeah. have to fall away in order for the truth to remain and the new society will be built. It's a simple, and there's a bit yeah. that's like, yes, lots of turbulence. Um, oh, yeah. Who knows what will happen, M- you know, maybe more war, whatever, but ultimately you have to be white-pilled for the at macro change, which means our kids yes. and our grandchildren may very well, well, they will, have the type of life that we would desire for them because we will create it and affect it and the blank space that's kind of left now as institutions crumble you can fill that with your own creation
1: yeah yeah no it's it's you've certainly put that very succinctly and you know it's i think it's about just you know you mentioned it briefly there but it's essentially just it's going to be turbulent and it's about weathering the storm and You've got to look after your mental health. You've got to look after your physical health, and you've got to keep yourself energized. Yeah. And I think if you can do that, and you can go through these turbulent times, which are definitely coming, because society will go through its, you know, the death throes, (laughs) shall we say?
0: Yeah. Already turbulent, right? Like
1: already. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We're already seeing it, and but if you can, if you can, if you can survive that, and you can come out the other side then it's, it's going to have been an amazing journey to have been on, yeah. I think. And it's going to be an incredible experience to have gone through, or, yeah. or at least partly gone through. Because yeah, I mean, this could also take considerable time or it could happen very quickly. It's, it's something yeah. that we need to, you know, um, be present with, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, the, the Chinese have a, a curse saying, it's, may you live in interesting times.
1: <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. Yeah, is absolutely true. so
0: interesting times because when we are speaking to our grandchildren we can say you know what come here little jimmy i'm going to tell you a story about uh you know how the world collapsed in 2022. uh so hey look at the bright side we we will have some interesting stories to tell
1: (laughs) that's indeed true that's very very true so
0: it would be worse to have a boring life truly
1: um the thing is i i've always said this is you you however you come at this you you only sort of live this one life where we are now and well
0: some might debate
1: that some about, exactly that's <laughs> why i say that's that's why i say it right, depends right, right. how you come at this yeah. but say this manifestation of yourself you have this one chance let's say of of, yeah. of you know how it's how it's playing out yeah align yourself with at least a sense of Glory, a sense of honor, a sense yeah. of nobility, yeah. and these are archetypes. These are archetypal things and energies you can connect with. And if you can do that, then it, it's it's like that thing. You can at least look back on your deathbed. You can at least say, "My God, I did what was needed at the time, and I and I actually stood for something, and I I lived to a sense of nobility." And I think yes. that's key. Yes. I think that's so important today.
0: Yeah, it's like the worst punishment that you can face in this life is knowing you didn't step up to the plate when it counted. And you so were too scared. And you failed essentially your people, you failed your family because you didn't, you know, speak your truth and be honest about what you think, what you believe, and stand for it. And yeah. that's what we saw at scale with with all the the lockdowns and things. It's like this little incre- incremental um erosion of rights because not enough people are willing to say wait uh this doesn't actually make sense like it's indeed this is why propaganda is is such a tool because it diminishes the energy of the people through repeated demoralization and if you're consuming this content online that's making you feel upset everything's bad uh i have no energy like you literally it lowers (laughs) your energy if it's increasing your fear you're lowering your vibrational energy So they do that to a people's and they say, be ashamed of who you are, your ancestors were bad, uh, etc., etc. It's spiritual warfare, it's energetic warfare, which is warfare uh, (laughs) on on some level. It's as old as Genghis, you know, Genghis Khan, when he (laughs) used to send out spies to the cities, you know, months before he uh, would even attempt to kind of conquer them and he would get his spies to spread rumors about how Genghis Khan's army is the biggest the world's ever seen they're the most vicious most brutal uh to the point where the city was so demoralized by the time he came through they all just gave up and they didn't even bother fighting him because they well there's no way we can have a chance against Genghis Khan's army and then he rolls in and maybe the army isn't as big but because they had already given up the war was won before he even had to pull out his sword
1: well, that's yeah. That, I mean, it's it, it is, it's brilliant that you bring that up because it's it comes down to that thing again, isn't it? It's it's the it's being able to instill fear. Okay. And if you if you have uh, a sense of fear in the mind of people, um, and I think that's very much what we have today. It's like, um, I recently posted a quote on my um, um, on my Twitter page, uh, and it states, you know, like all the enemies that we now face are internal, and the biggest enemies yes. that we face are in our own minds. Yes. The feeling that we shouldn't say this, we shouldn't write this, yeah. we shouldn't speak this, yeah. we shouldn't think this. Yeah. These are the biggest enemy enemies that we have. Yeah. And that was by Bowden, Jonathan Bowden, and I think it's just so absolutely right on. One of the it's so a- it's absolutely it, it, it's so damn right on, and it's it's something that. If you're policing, if we're in that state of constantly policing what you're going to say, oh, I shouldn't say this, you know, and it happens to everyone. I mean, I even catch myself doing it um, still today. It's 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 been so instilled within us, actually. And if you have that process, then you are, you are imprisoned. You in are us. imprisoned and you're living under a consistent state of fear. And that's where, you know, I think it's great that you bring up the Genghis Khan, uh, <laughs> uh, um concept because it's it's like you're really just ruled in your own mind yes. you don't have to have physical chains on you don't yeah. have to be um you know having someone put you in a gulag because yeah. the prison <clears throat> is carried everywhere with you
0: yes yeah it's so our mind you are the prisoner the jailer and the jail all at once <laughs> with everything it's it's at a very you know, simple level in terms of your self-limiting beliefs that keeps you in a chain uh, that affects your reality because as we believe is as we perceive and that's what we see uh, in the world. It's, it's very simple. The, the outside is, reflected, is a reflection of your inner mind. So if you have all of these chains on you, you've accepted that I can't say this, I can't go here, I can't delve into that idea or concept uh, and, and you can't express your true honest feelings, Okay, so you're a prisoner. Like, what does a prisoner do? They can speak when they're spoken to, they can only go in a certain area um, and they're locked inside, they don't have freedom. If you don't have mental freedom, that's the stuff because like, you can never leave that jail. You're in there 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week. That absolutely. is the worst mental prison, worst prison to be in. You know, Obviously I don't want to be a physical prison. There's lots of prisoners going through very, very no. hard times and it's both oh, in absolutely. there, right? Absolutely. But at scale, if you haven't broken any laws, you are within a mental prison and a lot of the state of your life is looking at yourself and saying, well, why don't I just walk through that door? Why don't I just delete this wall from my mental reality and then I can step outside, I'm not in prison anymore. And part of that is being honest with everything and these ideals of nobility and sacrifice and heroism, they speak to that freedom
1: absolutely true absolutely true you must align with these things you know the uh, the civilizations of the past did and they they're extremely powerful again archetypes that you must you must align with especially in these times it's um it's really it's i think you put it well it's like you you can you can everyone has the ability to walk out of this prison it's actually you know it's it's simply just being able to have the courage to leave the chains at the door and walk out the door. It, yeah. In a sense, if, if you had that kind of, it would almost be like a mass enlightenment that could, that could happen once, yeah. the spell, once the spell is broken. Yeah. Again, coming back to sort of esoteric terms, it is a spell. It's a, it's a spell yeah. that has been cast upon people. Yes. And once that spell is broken, um, you could, overnight, things would be radically different
0: Right in society, and and that's the power of the Twitter sphere we find ourselves in. Is that memes yes. will poke fun at the lies of the institution, uh, and yes. when you see a meme that you know, if maybe you're on the cusp of all these ideas, you, you haven't quite had the wool pulled from your eyes. You see a meme that develops, or sorry, delivers a particular point of information or pokes a hole in you know, one of the reigning statements that they kind of take to be true, in a funny way, humor disarms and yes. humor allows you to tell the truth without people getting upset because the context is like, well, it's it's funny or you deliver in a certain way that, uh, that gets people to think about it or it gets it into their brain beneath the guarded defenses, which are usually set in place so that if they see the color red, they can go, oh, that, no, that's blue that's blue actually (laughs) like that rejection of reality through humor through art as well um that is the role that those things fill and that's kind of like you 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 send out one tweet which might change someone else's perspective in a in a simple way which they then carry on to their family a bit of information hey guys we probably shouldn't eat that uh because look look at this and then the whole family gets healthier they have more energy to uh, pursue whatever they want to do in life, and the health of the society increases, and so does their vitality, and therefore, so does their inability to be ruled over.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great that you bring up memes, actually, because um, yeah, since getting involved further in Twitter, I'm just absolutely blown away by some of the fantastic. It's
0: incredible. Memes. Such a high level of intelligence as well.
1: God. In, in yeah. I mean, it 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 really, it, it, honestly, as a as a visual artist. Um, coming in contact with memes and seeing, seeing how masterfully they can disarm yeah. and completely switch an idea, um, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, and there was like that, that thing I came across not that long ago, talking about the, the, the magic of memes, actually, and they are magical. But then again, visual culture in many respects is, you know, is a sense of magic because you, you're able to transmit an idea, you're able to transmit a visual idea, it's instantaneous. And ideas spread, I mean, yeah. you know, ideas spread like a kind of a virus even. Uh, we, yeah. we see how certain ideas are spreading in society today and we see how counter ideas spread through them. But memes just give that immediacy. And immediately can, can sort of, um, it's like, again, it's like casting a spell. It, yeah. it, it dispels that. It's the, its own art form, right?
0: Like, you, yeah, you don't need incredible. this caption. You can just see a meme which has some visual representation of, you know, the soy boy versus the chad. <laughs> and you see that and you just instantly know, like, okay, there is some context if you've seen other memes, but you can generally see, oh, the guy with the big jaw, he's attractive, he has this perception and the soy boy, you know, he has this kind of idea about the world. It's funny, it transmits information that doesn't need captions and, you know, can inspire or at least inform or somewhat change someone's mental perception, which is art as well. Well, well,
1: well yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's extraordinarily archetypal. And it speaks that archetypal language. I mean, even just this this idea that you talk about, you know, it's like the, the, the soy boy and the Chad, or all the, the, these different things, and it's like a reflection of the, you know, he, he's got a big jaw. The Chad has a big jaw. But it's these are archetypal displays in nature of certain types of dominance or vi, uh, virile uh, expressions yeah. within within nature. But it's brilliant to see them being archetypally connected to in the digital age of meme culture. And yeah. These are things that we've. I mean, we as human beings um, know instinctively. We can see these 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 elements and displays of power. We can see these elements and displays of of um, youth and strength. Um, you know, within people, for example, but also within animals, because it's all again archetypal, and that's why you know, I, I, I connect. I connect as a, as a, as an artist in in the visual realm, because again, it's talking to archetypes. I think if you can if you can um, if you can control the archetypes and you can you can display the archetypes and you can put them forth which is what memes do brilliantly then that is a beginning of peeling back the veil and and exposing the kind of um the well yeah essentially the matrix <laughs> yes. you know it, it 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 really it really speaks to that and I think that's Absolutely f- uh, fascinating. I mean, especially like this this thing this thing that was coming about recently, um, where that, um, that woman was asked to define uh, define uh, define a woman. Did you see that? I mean, I haven't. I, I've seen it kicking around on, uh, no. on on Twitter recently. But it's like it's like this thing that you constantly see where people you'll have a lot of people who um, will constantly ask you to define words whenever you're trying to make an argument or something. Right. Say right. yeah, but but define this and define yeah. that and then it's it, it, it's just extraordinary that we it, it's like a, it, it's this this display of that we don't even know what the hell language stands for anymore because everyone has to define whatever a word supposedly means and yeah. then when you try to define the word someone I else No, that's speak. not true
0: yeah yeah <laughs> or, or
1: they'll say but define what you're actually trying to define the word with with the words you're using yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, extraordinary Yeah. it's absolutely extraordinary and it just shows that there is absolutely no basis on which society stands anymore it's eroded
0: yeah Yeah. again it's that hyper and that's not a word but you know what it means yeah (laughs) exactly Um, what you mean it's the definitions the labels all of this kind of illusionary uh rhetoric which is just yes. meant to obfuscate and actually like devolve, deride the argument so that uh, what do we we're actually not discussing the issues anymore we're focused on these meaningless definitions that don't actually have any real world uh tangible kind of existence but yeah. i i think it's like human beings haven't changed right technology has just allowed a different form of these things to Uh, occur and back in the day it might have been say there's a you know King Henry um, would would have like a King Henry the drunk would become a meme if they were the (laughs) the 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 underclass or like the peasants who were ruled over him they didn't like him they noticed he was drinking so they called him King Henry the drunk and that you know it, it it removes a level of authority and you can only give authority over yourself like someone no one has authority over you it's what authority you believe to be valid and that's a totally internal thing yes someone has more guns and could exist physical you know uh, punishment on you but the authority yep. only comes from what you give them and yes. memes and poking fun and and kind of just figuring out you know oh these guys actually aren't what they say it's it's, it's a way of again improving the level of energy of the populace and yes it all comes back to that central tenet of inspiration um you know memes i'm sure have been the result of you know millions of people going to the gym for the first time
1: mm-hmm. things like that oh my god yes okay i mean could you imagine the the mass effect that these memes have actually really had on the real uh, on the real world yeah. Well, you 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 actually see that it means become reality
0: like become i I, reality. I literally think that if a meme's you know memes uh, are in the dominant kind of conscious mind of millions of people around the world because it was shared a certain number of times that many people having that idea of reality in their heads yes. directs thought energy towards it brings that reality into existence or increases the chances of it yeah no so true so true it's um yeah, it's an extraordinary
1: thing, and that's why I I really do, you know. It it, it kind of just to sort of c- conclude and summarize here is like I don't put my faith now in the dirty game of politics from either left or right, but I do put the faith in culture. I yeah. do I do believe that that's where the fire lies, and that and I think that's where the the changes will come from is that it will come from a cultural standpoint and it's only it's only through um true culture and also the use of memes and all this kind of stuff um that you will have a energetic response to what's going on today you you, the only way to counter where we are is through higher energy and higher vibrations And I think that, um, you know, moving forward, I can only hope that your audience and my audience and all the people that we are interconnected, um, with and who we're inspiring or, or, or uplifting will align further with these things and together that, you know, that's powerful. There really will be change. There really will be, um, that we, that we can achieve the the dreams that we all have, if we can just bring a sense of you know cohesion together and actually work together and 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 be be more of a a collective force um, in these times.
0: That's beautiful, man. I I, I wholeheartedly believe that as well. Um, incredible. I, well, thanks, man. I I want to just take a moment say thank you for the work you put out. Thank you for your time to join me on the Soulcast. Uh, I know what you're doing is is inspiring a lot of people, myself included. So yeah, I just want to thank you for that. And <laughs> can you just mention, you know, exactly what you're working on, where can people look at or or see your art and uh, yeah. just give us a kind of where people can find you?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter. I mean, that's that's where, where I sort of spend most of my time now. I think Twitter is a great... Um... It's a great platform. Uh, just you can search me up. It's Fenn villiers on Twitter. Um, I have my my Instagram page as well. You can find me there. Although I don't really post much on Instagram. It's kind of uh, a platform I don't really find that interesting, um, as Twitter, for example. And then of course was just my website where I um, will will need to be updating with <laughs> with newer works and expressions. But it's just my name Yes, Sol, I would like to thank you a lot for having me on and giving me a platform to um, push some of my ideas out there and uh, have this really interesting discussion. So thanks a lot, man.
0: Oh, you're welcome, man. I uh, appreciate your time. And this has been Soulcast. Thank you, everyone at home listening.